Welcome back to After the Midnight. This week we're discussing the title track off of Endless Summer. To get a better understanding of how this track came to be, here's Tyler and Tim on Beyond Synth number 89. We started together in a room. Tim had sort of the beginnings of the track and just sat and, and wrote the words out and then we, we demoed the vocals and then Tim sort of built out the track from there. But I mean, it was a pretty quick process, Endless Summer. I think I only had a few hours that night to work because I was in LA for only a few days. But yeah, that one started organically the, the old fashioned way with the two of us in a room together and Tim, you know, did like he normally does the majority of the uh, the actual hours working on the track that was one of the first songs that we did for the you know quote-unquote new album but it was uh, almost two years ago so <laughs> uh, <laughs> because i had just moved to a new studio i remember um in north hollywood and uh, it had been a while since we were in the room together so i think it was like february uh, of 2015 so i remember just having the chord progression and uh tyler just pretty quickly wrote out these different verses and how i used to do that i then take it and move them around and build the track from there and it could have become a two-minute song or, or as it ended up being I don't know I think it's like six minutes because I just wanted to feel like a progressive feeling where it just kind of felt dreamy and there wasn't really a chorus it was just more of a vibe and I think that same night we actually also wrote uh, vampires that's right so we did all that in a couple of hours really it was pretty fast those are the demo vocals those are just the vocals that we did that you know, the vibe was right and uh, it's just pretty simple and then the work comes in for me afterwards where i have to work on the track which is where i really like to dig in and i like to i mean i'll have a basic idea for tyler to write to but generally i i always like to have the vocals before i really dig into the production because i have to know what i'm building it around it's interesting to hear in that clip that with this being the first song on this album it was actually the first song that they started writing for and i think in that writing process like tyler said in that clip things went really fast it went back to the very beginnings of them being in a room together i know tim said in that clip that it was the first time that they had been in a room together for a while so it's interesting that it almost reminds me of kind of the process of like we move forward and kick drums and red wine and the fact that the lyrics are very simple, very straightforward. And like Tim said in that clip, there's not a whole lot of structure to the song. It kind of just builds on itself and has that same progressive feel that we got in a few songs on, on Days of Thunder. I mean, I felt like this song, I mean, there's not a whole lot of lyrics. No. It's mostly instrumental. And I guess whenever, before we started this and I listened to it a lot, I, in my head I was just thinking it was instrumental with a few of the like vocal robot stuff that he had. I thought it was cool to hear that in one session Tyler demoed out those vocals, they started on vampires, like it sounds like in that, you know, like Tim said the vibe was right that night, they got a lot of sort of roots started for this, you know, record and the fact that Tim said he just had a chord progression and then Tyler came in and, and wrote to it and then Tim built this really complex track around it. Like as we get into listening to this song, there's a lot of synthesizers. We hear a lot of arpeggiators going. Um, we definitely hear some things that Tim hasn't touched on before up to this point. Like you can definitely hear the familiar elements there of uh, you know his producing style but i also think that we get a lot more of a vintage 
feel in this from the beginning sample to the tape distress to the, the sound quality of the synthesizers like it just feels very soaked in nostalgia even more so than before and as we said at the end of the last episode um when we were talking about this whole album uh, it was really a lot more cohesive and i think this just really sets the tone of the album it's a really great intro track yeah, like he said, he really he used his familiar elements, but he also built on that, and we get more of what makes the midnight the midnight on this whole album as well as this song. It's cool that besides just them, right off the bat, you know, we we get a feature, we get a familiar collaborator who come, you know, someone who comes to be a familiar collaborator. We hear Thomas on on the saxophone, you know, as we get into this too. So it's cool that you know they were able to work together again and and bring those elements into the listening experience so early yeah the sax is so subtle on this like whenever i thought of the song i didn't even realize that there was a sax because it's more in the instrumental it's not so you know i don't think it was actually a sax solo it's just built into the instrumental and it works well since this is the intro track i think he was just trying to say you know this album it's gonna have some sax. I'm just gonna give you a little taste of it here. Yeah, it's very, very subtle. The new thing with this album is I think he plays with vocals a lot more. On Days of Thunder, we didn't get any vocal manipulation. It was just straightforward Tyler. And here we get some, he used a voice generator to come up with some elements that make it sound a bit more computer, a bit more nostalgic, probably for that era of, you know, the 80s. Yeah, it definitely is a theme that, that we hear, you know, I mean, the first words spoken on this album are that computer voice, and then we, we definitely hear that theme, you know, carried throughout this album, and as we get further into the Midnight's catalog, I mean, it's definitely something that Tim, I think, is kind of known for, but yeah, I just, the, the message that's, that's said right there, I mean, it's, it's a cool sounding, but very computer sounding voice and it's cool to just start it that way and with what that computer voice says tim said on an ama like right around the time that the album came out he talked about where the name and the summer came from and kind of what inspired that um, and he said that he watched this surf documentary the endless summer and that it gave him this yearning for summer never to end and when he asked Tyler to try and write over this track idea I had, he was really inspired and it just felt right. And when, then it just felt right to call the EP slash album that. So I thought that was just kind of interesting too. You know, like when people think of summer, they think of sunny skies, beaches, water, you know, to be watching like a surf documentary of all things and just be like, I never want summer to end. Like, let's just run with that idea and to, you know, call the first song that and then have that turn into the album. I mean, it just, that theme just carries throughout the whole thing, you know? Yeah, and I feel the endless summer, I almost feel like, is ingrained into us from when we're kids. I mean, a lot of kids these days don't really get a full summer break from school, but, you know, us growing up, I mean, getting out on summer break and just being able to play with your friends all summer was the best thing so if you listen to our los angeles episode we were able to break down the songs using the stems that they released and we were actually able to get the stems for 
this entire album. As we play the song, we're going to highlight some tracks to give you a better idea of the structure of the song and so you can hear instruments more clearly. With that, let's get into it. So the Endless Summer arpeggiator here. So this is the Endless Summer theme synth. That's actually what the name of the stem is. I personally like this note progression a lot here because that synth follows the saxophone and some other instruments. So it's one of the main uh, melody builders in this song. Very vintage sounding too. This is the Drone Sun synth. Kind of has a driving sound to it. So that's the Dreamy synth track, and I think it really carries a lot of the track as far as like the melody. Okay, so this is actually the DX7 spill. For those who aren't familiar, the DX7 is a really popular Yamaha vintage synthesizer that was very popular in the 80s. Feels, literally feels like you're diving head first into a video game. So this is the deep down pad. It's got a real dreamy sound to it. Disappeared in a camera flash Why do the bad girls never last? Lost in gin and lemonade Electro spins in the mermaid parade So this is the sax right here performed by Mr. Thomas Edinger. Thank you. 
This um, stem is called the Tangerine Dreamy Parts, and it's really the kind of Japanese sound that we hear right here. It's also interesting because the first time we hear this kind of Japanese kind of influence is in the first track on Days of Thunder, and this is the first track of Endless Summer. I also wonder if the Japanese influence, like, for anyone that knows the, the Midnight and knows, like, Mono No Aware, you know, the saying that they really is a big part of them, their, you know, their, their whole philosophy. Like, I, I wonder if it's a subtle nod, you know, to that that's kind of what they live by, you know, Mono No Aware, and with that being Japanese, or I, I wonder if this was intentional or accidental or, you know, how that came to be, but that's a good point. I didn't realize that that's like a, a running theme now on track one of Days of Thunder and, and track one of Endless Summer is that we get that vibe. That's cool. disappeared in a camera flash why do the bad girls never last I feel like that first line has a double meaning the disappeared in a camera flash meaning that the moment maybe the summer w went by really fast but I also like that it alludes to a camera because you know a camera records memories so it's like this moment in time went by fast but I remember the moment he also talks about Polaroids later on which is very, you know, the 80s era, maybe, you know, cameras were a lot more accessible than... Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that they were definitely a, a staple of the 80s, and then just the whole candid feel of Polaroids, like the fact that, you know, it was meant to be something that was just literally captured in the moment, like you take the photo, you pull it out, you have that, you know, so it's just... And in the moment, they're so candid, and you may not think of, you know, oh, these are going to be memories that I hang on to forever, but then you're able to look back on those Polaroids, you know, afterwards, and you have those memories tied to it. And I think that even if you just think of Synthwave or The Midnight or what they're doing, I mean, it's very much that 
reaching back, you know, nostalgia, recalling those those memories that um, either existed or, or didn't, you know, whether it's in a story or whether it really happened. I also love just the the two perspectives that we really get in the lyrics. You know, it's like we hear the computer voice talk about should have known at the end of summer I'd be lost without you you know and then you hear Tyler come in to end the song it's just like you were some spell I was under that endless summer and I just think it's interesting that difference between those two it's like you getting one perspective of this longing almost like you know what do I do once this is over should have known at the end of summer I'd be lost without you. And then you have this other person who's almost like ready to get away from that situation. Yeah, I'd like to know if Tyler wrote that part or if Tim wrote it or if it was a collaboration between the two of them. Tyler usually writes all the lyrics, but since this is a computer voice, was this, you know, an afterthought? You know, after they were out of the studio when Tim was working on this, did he add that part or did Tyler actually record this part and they decided to put it in a different computer voice um, to kind of give that perspective back and forth. That'd be interesting to know. Yeah, no, I, I, I just wonder sometimes how those decisions are made. And it's something I've thought about a lot with The Midnight when you look at their whole catalog that we've heard up to this point, like even, you know, releases that we haven't gotten to yet. But using these kind of computer vocals and like the vocal manipulation I think becomes a theme that we see Tim dive really deep into in some future releases. I mean even outside of just a computer voice he pitch bends a lot of stuff and really really likes to play with vocals and I wonder how much collaboration goes on between them when they do that. You know, It'd be interesting to know. It's interesting to think about that when you're listening to this because this is kind of his first time playing around with it or at least the first time that we hear in the midnight so you had to think about you know this is kind of where he started that little um where he started that dive into the vocal effects and to just hear how he's played with it even more and more yeah and i think it's i mean it's cool that he is so open to it because i don't want to talk too much about future releases but you know, we, we even hear Tyler use a lot of vocoder and stuff like that in later songs. You know, I mean, multi-layered vocals where he just adds to that aesthetic. You know, I mean, this this computer voice that's here, really, if you think about that, that theme really, really carries throughout the rest of their discography up to this point. Like, some form of a digital voice or manipulated voice is definitely a, a theme that you'll continue to hear. You know, whether they meant to write it from two perspectives or not, I, I wonder if that was intentional, but I think that that's cool that we get kind of the, the positive, the longing that I think everyone's felt, and then the I'm ready to move on from this situation into something else that I think, you know, people can relate to that too. And just so many sounds and layers, like I, love that you know we we get the sample to start the song off of the tape and then it just explodes into this just sonic wonderland for lack of a better word like we get so many arpeggiators and just so much stuff 
that's new. Great start. Really excited to be into season two. I hope you guys enjoyed our first season and the new approach that we're going to take on on this one. I know I'm super pumped. I know you are too. So this track was definitely fun to dive into. We heard a lot of new sounds from Tim. Kind of a new direction. It sets the stage for the album sound wise and theme wise. Um, as you're saying, you know, sunset really fits into this theme. So yeah, speaking of sunset, that is our next track. Sunset's a real great anthem for the fans. Lots of great songs on here. So yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Yep. See you guys next week. <laughs>